Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Vente al Cafecito. I hope you brought your cafecito and you're ready to dig into today's topic. I don't have cafecito today. I have tea, but I do have a very special guest, Yvonne, my cousin, aka my other child. Today, we are going to be just learning a little bit more about her and her story. So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Yvonne? Hi, my name is Yvonne. I'm 21 years old. I'm a student at Cal State Fullerton, and as Gabby said, I'm her cousin, or aka her little adopted daughter. She got along the way. So today we're going to be talking about her story, which she has dealt with traumas, and she was a very young child, and I really wanted to bring her on because, one, she's overcome so much, and also I do feel like a lot of people could learn from her experience and can sympathize with her just because we've all dealt with loss, but she dealt with loss at an extreme level. So do you want to tell us a little bit about your story and, you know, what happened when you were a young child? So when I was eight years old, I lost my mom to suicide. Um, And the day that she died, my whole world just kind of like shifted. I like when I was like, when I was a kid, I had this picture of like, life being so perfect and you know like rainbows and sunshines but after that day it was like like kind of like glass like my little picture that I had my pic- my vision like it was just shattered into like a million pieces and I just got to see a whole nother side of like the world that I was <clears throat> not really prepared for um because when I lost my mom I kind of lost my dad too for a while. I didn't see him and I was left with my, with an old, I was with my older brother who's one year older and then my younger sister who were like almost two years apart. And we dealt with not losing just my mom, but my dad, like we all, all three of us dealt it like a little bit differently. My siblings focused on other things, but um, for me, I, when I lost my own to suicide, I kind of blame myself for her death because I like I just I just felt responsible for it. I just I noticed I noticed a change in my mom like for a couple months. And when she died, I just felt like very responsible and that it was my fault. And that I should have done something for her. And then after her death, I kind of like my relationship with others and myself just like turned completely different than it was um what I mean by that is I just like had like a lot of hate and was very resentful um I would see other kids happy and I would I would just feel very bitter I was just like why is everybody happy when I'm over here all miserable um and then something that I noticed that completely changed was the perception that I had with myself and like I like when I was eight years old like Gabby can tell you like I was like this little kid that like would not shut up would just talk non-stop like you like you couldn't put like you could put a sock in my mouth and I would still be talking um and after my mom's death I just completely changed I just I just kind of like lost myself because I really identified with my mom like she was my whole world and my dad too I lost him for a while so 
I basically labeled myself as an orphan when I still kind of do feel like that. So for like a couple, like three years, I just labeled myself as an orphan and I just felt very abandoned by my parents and by God a lot. And I just, I was just very lost. I didn't really know what depression or like any mental health issues were. I just, I just thought I was just like overall like very sad and angry and um, I was not treated for it for a very long time. So I picked up kind of like some nasty habits trying to like deal with all these feelings of depression and anxiety. I mean, this happened when you were eight years old and Mm. then you got you obviously you guys were like in a whole other country you guys were in Mexico and we were here and it was like a whole legal thing ensued after this just so people have a little bit of context of what was going on obviously we don't want to go into the legal aspect of it because that is like over and done with and we dealt with that battle for 10 years basically and that's not something that I we want to touch on today but basically you know for three years we were not able to have a relationship with them and our family is extremely close, like, just so people know, like, we are the type of people that spend holidays together, spend weekends together, like, everyone knows everyone's business, and we're always, like, talking, and, and, you know, like, a typical Mexican family, we are very close, so it was heartbreaking for a lot of us, and, and for us, because we didn't know, like, what they were telling you guys, we didn't know what you guys knew, or you didn't know, like, we didn't know anything, and, I remember very clearly, like this situation happened where we, um, you know, her, her maternal grandparents asked my mom for help with this like event for, um, for our other for her little sister. And that was like the perfect opportunity for us to rebuild a little bit of a relationship with you guys. And I remember like that first time seeing you. Do you remember that first time we saw each other when you were like at the top of the stairs? Yeah, you you like ran down. (laughs) yeah you had red hair your little bangs did I really I don't remember that part yeah I was a little chunk along (laughs) (laughs) and I remember that moment but as soon as that like we literally interacted with each other for like a week Mm -hmm. and then as soon as that event ended that was it like the, the grandparents took the kids from us and we were not able to see them anymore and it wasn't until three years later from when this happened almost to the date that we were able to reunite with them and they were able to reunite with their dad and and kind of start rebuilding that family but during Mm -hmm. that time when you guys came back to the united states um for five years right Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about anything i mean at least you and i like we never talked about what happened were you guys in therapy um in mexico no when you came back um yeah but like it kind of felt like forced so like it was just like it was like kind of like quick therapy just to like you know like okay this is what happened to you guys but like let's try to like rebuild my my relationship with my dad and my sister like the family like just rebuild it like super quick you know like introduce us to a whole lot of people here and there yeah (laughs) and um but we like never spoke on the subject and it wasn't until five years later that something happened with the legal case and like basically hit the fan fan. like that's the only way to put it and we ended up in a legal battle battle and um it was like crazy it was like a crazy seven months one but like just seven months to get things to stabilize and then it was a crazy like another five years right for everything Mm -hmm. to be done so 
during that time, I remember specifically that you and I had a conversation where I was like, I don't, was it before? Maybe it was before that. Cause I remember one time I was dropping you off. I, I, I know I had already had Aiden and I was dropping you off. And I told you like, if you ever want to talk about your mom, like I can talk to you about your mom. Like we spent, I spent so much time with her. Do you remember that conversation? Yeah, I remember it, but like, oh, I like, I didn't bring this up, but like after my mom died, like I just, I didn't even want to acknowledge her death. Like I didn't celebrate anything. I just wanted to erase that memory, you know, just like, I felt like if I erased her from my memory, I didn't talk about her. Like she never existed. So it never happened. So I don't have to deal with the pain. I just viewed like me ignoring it and not acknowledging it will help the pain or whatever emotions I had been penting up for many years like go away like I can I can just bury it and not deal with it so when you brought her up I was like I was just like yeah like we could talk about it but like deep inside I was just like no I don't want to talk about this like why are you trying to like bring up feelings that are gonna hurt me you never said that I I didn't know that (laughs) I just didn't want to talk about it like like it's just yeah and it was like really hard for uh, for us at least for me like to see you guys go through that because it was like you were missing like I mean to the I mean, you still are you're missing like such a big part of your life you know and mm-hmm. and it was like so hard to see you guys go through that because I mean if it was hard for us you know and like I can't even imagine what it felt like for you you know for for all three of you guys you guys lost like out of all of the loss that we had during this tragedy or because of this tragedy um, you know, I always say that you three were the ones that lost the most. And like, you know, my, your dad, like, yeah, we had to go through that legal battle and everything, but he's still alive and he's with you and you guys have a relationship now. And like, but at the end of the day, like we still had to deal with the fact that we lost a family member. And like, mm-hmm. for at least on my end, like, I feel like I didn't grieve her for many years. And even to this day, I still feel like I haven't really fully grieved her because i never saw her in the casket. Like I never saw like my last interaction that I had with her was like such a quick and short one. Like they had come here in August and um, your, your parents had come here in August and I was at home and at the time I was like hanging out and I said hi and I gave her a hug and then like they left and that was mm-hmm. it like I never had a conversation I never like nothing ever again you know and like when I found out that she passed away it was like really crazy because that night like everything happened in the middle of the night right it happened and at 12. yeah it happened at 12 midnight Halloween right uh yeah and then yeah, yeah. so it, it it happened at 12 midnight so technically she passed away on, on November 1st but that night I um, I was living in in an apartment and I my phone died and like I, I was asleep and when I woke up I finally turned on my phone and like I had all these voicemails and I was like what happened and like I was calling my mom back but she wouldn't answer but she was already on her way to Mexico and then finally a family member who stayed behind called me and she was like hey like have you talked to your mom and I was like no and then she told me like well your like your aunt like something happened but she didn't tell me that she passed away right away like Mm -hmm. something happened she's really bad in the hospital like we Mm -hmm. don't know what's gonna happen and like I immediately start crying and then like five minutes later like she I started trying to call my mom and like I couldn't get a hold of her because she was obviously on a plane and then like five minutes later she calls me back and she's like, you know, she passed away. And I remember I was like screaming, like, and I was by myself in that apartment. Mm-hmm. And I was like screaming, like literally like screaming. 
And to the point where like a neighbor came over and she like, like I, I barely opened the door for her. She just like held me like a person I had never interacted with. She just like held me. I was like, I cried and cried and cried. And um, it's just so crazy. Like to think about, you know, how everyone, so to me, like I never dealt with that grief. And I, after that, it was a long time where I just could not be alone. I just couldn't, like, I was scared. I don't know why I was so scared because it just, everything was so confusing, you know? Yeah, so, like right, right now when you were saying, like, the last memory, like, you just reminded me of something and I was just like, ooh, because, like, the last interaction that I had with my mom, like, that night, like, we got into a little argument, like, I wanted to keep playing um, this video game with my brother and then she's like, no, it's time to bed, but it was, like, nine and I was just like, who goes, who, who's going to bed at nine? Like, literally. And then mm -hmm. so I was arguing with her and I was just like, no, no, I don't want to go to sleep. So then, but then she got me in the bed and then I was mad at her. So I turned up, I faced the other way and me and Monsa slept in bunk beds. And then she tried to give me the bendición and I just like, she did it to me and I just turned around like super quickly. I didn't give her a kiss or anything. And then she asked for hers and I didn't give her hers. So then, ooh. <laughs> um, So yeah, like that's, head, you didn't know, you know. I know, but that's like the last like if like for many years I go back in my head and I'm like if I would have just been mad over that stupid thing, I could have like at least give her like one last bendición, like one last kiss. And nope, that didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And then when you were saying like how you find found out, like I had like um because like when the it, when the incident happened, like you know, you know, I like I saw her body. And I remember just seeing it and I was just, she was just so pale and like, you know, so much blood. And I was just like, oh, and like, I, I don't, I didn't, I didn't cry. I didn't scream. I, I was just in shock. And I was just like, like everything just felt like a movie. Like everything was moving so fast. And I was really like, I don't know what's going on. And I remember that like when that, and that night, like they took her and they took her in the ambulance. I'm like, she's still breathing. She's still breathing. And I was just like, I don't, I don't think so. And then I remember when they told us that, like, oh, they didn't tell us, like, we heard someone scream that she passed away on the phone. Mm -hmm. And, like, I just remember, I was just like, I didn't even cry. I was just like, what's going on? Like, I was just like, I was I was just in shock. I didn't feel anything. Um, and then when you were talking about, like, grieving, uh, I don't think I, like, like, after that night, I just, like, I felt like I kind of, like, shut down. Like, I just didn't feel feel her laws I just ignored it and like until like when I turned 19 I was like on my way back from school and I was just crying because <laughs> I was just like I really miss my mom but like why am I missing her it's been all these years and then I decided to seek help because the grief was just so much yeah. and then I'm still grieving her right now it's it's crazy and then another thing that I think it's funny it's how like is like, I, I think that, like, after someone dies, like, for me, like, I just think that I just remember their, the day they passed away more than the day they were born, and I tend to celebrate, not celebrate, but acknowledge more that they have passed away instead of, like, their birthday, which, like, no one celebrates, like, they once lived, and I just think it's funny how, like, I just have, like, that perception now in life, like, I just tend to focus more on, like, the morbid side of it instead of like you know yeah I, I I I right now that you said that I realized like how much I focus on that too like I always like November 1st is the hardest day for me of the year always but 
you know, like December 12th is coming up and it was her birthday. And like, mm. that should be a day that we are like happy to remember, you know, who like, just to remember her, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and try to keep her memory alive. And it's just, it's so hard. Like, I remember when you turned 15 and we were, everyone was like saying a little speech and um, I was like the last one to go. And I said something like, I know that no matter wherever your mom is, she's very proud of you. And everyone like looked at me like, what is wrong with you? Like, why would you say that? You know, do you remember that? But I was yeah. like, like, in my mind, I was like, I, I couldn't like, I hated that. I mean, you know how I am. Like, if there's something wrong, I need to talk it out. Like, I need to fix it. No shit, Sherla. I know. Or I, like, I'll make you a chocolate cake. Oh my God, I remember that. Just to fix the problem. Because I don't like people being mad at me. I, I don't know. It's some sort of child trauma that I have. But, <laughs> but um. Like, I hate not talking about stuff. Like, if something is bothering you, if something, or, like, I just, I need to talk about it. I need to get it out. I need to just get the emotions out so we can function, you know? Because, Mm -hmm. and so I, to me, it was like, how are we celebrating you turning 15, but nobody is, like, recognizing your mother, like, the person that gave birth to you. And, like, the person that, okay, first of all, you were a preemie baby. So she Mm -hmm. went through so much when you were born, and I know because I like I lived it and like how was she not being you know celebrated in that moment Mm -hmm. and I remember like your dad's eyes to me and my mom's and everyone's like as soon as I said that and I was like I mean you know I don't care I'm like I don't care like there's nothing wrong with that you know and I Uh think it's so like when somebody passes away especially in such a tragic way I think it's so important to bring them up it's so important to talk about them even and it's like especially when it's something that's so related to mental health because those things I mean I don't know like the science part of it maybe you have a little bit of more insight on that or the psychological Mm -hmm. part of it but like those things those traits I feel like tend to pass down so from what like from what I understand she had a a, an aunt who also committed Mm -hmm. suicide right yeah and then like you know you guys were dealing with these mental health issues as well. So to me, it was like, let's talk about it. Let's figure this out so that we don't end up with like another tragedy, you know, in our hands. Yeah, I agree with you. And yes, like with suicide, like it's a, like a lot with like, um, with like it's correlated with like mental illnesses and that, but it's it, it's been proven that it's also like, it can be passed down with genetics and all that. So, and I think you're right. Like it should be passed like not passed down but it should be talked about like if you have an illness in your family or like you know like you're more prone to something I think it's good to tell like start educating like your kids or from an early age of like hey like this is something that you might go through but like you know there's resources we're here to support you blah 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 in a way because it's scary it is scary so do you feel comfortable talking about like your experiences that you had with with like going through mental like really bad mental health episodes and like yeah um so I think I mean I know there's been quite a few but I know I know there's a lot um I mean I just like like after my mom died I was just like very depressed very anxious but like it didn't really hit me that like I like my life literally changed like like a lot like in like in a couple hours until like like we came back from Mexico to here but like I just like it just felt so real like like I was with my dad I was like where's my mom like you know like all the other legal shit that was going on at the same time it was just like so hard to focus and then I was 
having problems at school not problems at school but it was just like hard because I kind of like I was I had to repick up English and it was just like you know like a hard time like I was dealing with my dad's um, legal situation having lost my mom trying to rebuild the relationship that we didn't have trying to learn the language again and then like the incident that happened in 2016 just like pushed me to like another level that like I didn't know I could get to like uh, like 2016 was like the worst year of my life um my mental health literally was the worst it had ever been like during that year I think I understood a little bit more of what my mom went through so I didn't blame her anymore of why she took her life because during that year I was just in so much pain I felt like nobody understood me I like all I felt I was just in so much pain and I just wanted it gone like I just wanted the pain to stop because like it just felt like never ending I felt very I, I felt helpless in the situation that I was in I felt hopeless I felt like I couldn't do anything like I wasn't helping in the situation so I felt worthless and um with the whole like custody battle they went through and that fucking judge I'm still so mad at her and the social workers <laughs> not, the social workers are like child protective services like fuck them and have very much anger towards them um like well you know like with the whole custody like they wanted us to go back with my mom's parents but I told them like why they shouldn't let us go back and the reasons why and how they just dismissed my reasons and how I told them and it's on record that like if you send me back with them I'm gonna kill myself I told them and they just wouldn't listen and like when the whole custody case was going on and it just felt like it was never gonna end I just like it just (laughs) I self-disclosed to my therapist that I I wanted to also you know like end my life and then I had a plan and I had the means and then I had a lovely stay at the loony bin or mental health (laughs) hospital (laughs) oh my gosh that day was like it was so scary like but also I I was just so grateful that you had like the resources and the help that you needed and like you were you were there for like three or five days right yeah very medicated too (laughs) yeah like I remember going to see you and it just you would just seemed like not fool yourself Mm -hmm. but I do feel like like that was like the catalyst to your recovery you know ever since that happened you know you've been able to start rebuilding and um, I mean I don't know if that's how you feel but that's what it seems like just looking at it from an outsider's perspective yeah I feel like going to like the mental health hospital was like kind of like a wake-up call because I did meet other people there and then I was you know like they were so comfortable like oh so what are you here for and then I would just share my story with them and like that was the first time me sharing something so personal with a bunch of strangers and then I would hear theirs and then I just I was just like take I'm not taking back but like I was just like wow like they're also going through something so hard very different but like they can understand the pain that I'm going through and some of the stuff that I'm feeling and that kind of just not made me feel alone because like for a long time like 
they were like, oh, you're sad. Like, it's because you have too much time in your hands. Do something else, you know, like work, clean, do something. Like, don't think so much. Just like try to distract yourself from And it, that you know? is like the worst advice because you're mm -hmm. basically telling somebody to dismiss their emotions and just busy themselves with other things and not mm -hmm. deal with it. And, you know, mm -hmm. and, and that works for a little bit, but eventually it's going to it's going to come out like emotions yeah. have to come out in the body like they just have to they come out you know and like I, I listened to something the other day that said something like your emotions are going to come out so instead of telling the person you end up kicking your dog or or taking it out on people that are, or things that have like nothing to do with it so it's mm -hmm. so important to to get it out and yeah. why it's so important to like seek help Mm -hmm. you see what happens when I keep my emotions my whole body I know she's like whenever you turn like you turn and I mean we've been in like very high stress situations where we've had to like you know testify in front of a judge where we've had to do like in the United States out of Mexico like we've had these like high stress situations and every time it's like her whole body I mean mine too everyone when we're going through it like you're, you're just like a whole physical reaction that you have it's a whole physical reaction that your body has when you're going through these things so um I mean I know I know what you what you mean and I also think that like this is just a reminder to people that are listening that if somebody in your life is going through something don't dismiss the feelings like they are if they're trying to talk to you it's for a reason and if you are the person that's going through something it's so important to talk to someone like mm -hmm. I always say with this with therapy is like we are all like we are honest with each other right mm -hmm. you know there are a lot of things about me that are very intimate and I know a lot of things about you that are very intimate but you're like honest 100% honest sometimes you're not even that with yourself you know sometimes you can't yeah. even like face your own things that are like not the best you know and that's why I always tell people whenever they say they talk about therapy like you need that one person that you can be like brutally honest with and you can say like this is why I feel like that and I that's why I love therapy so much because I mean to this day I'm still I still have therapy sessions once in a while just because it's like okay like I can say what's on my mind that maybe I'm not brave enough to say to other people or maybe I'm not like I don't have the courage or I you know I can say those things and they can help you work through them because we all have like shadow sides we all have things that we've been through that make us think negatively and make us mm -hmm. think things that are not real or or have like a distorted reality yeah so that's why I always say with therapy like you need to be able to be honest with them because if not it's not gonna work yeah you want to hear something funny that my therapist told me she's like therapy is kind of like going to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> she's just like you're holding it in all day and then you come to like the bathroom aka therapy and you just like release Let it out. everything, Let everything like out. and then when you come out of it, you feel a lot better. She's like, so basically therapy is kind of like, just picture like going to the bathroom. Like you're just coming here to relieve yourself, like fully. Like you're not going to yeah. hold it back. You're going to relieve yourself fully. So. And it makes sense. It's so important to, to be able to do that. So I want to kind of talk about how, what you went through or how this has led you to the career path that you're choosing or that you're, you know, to, yeah, to the career path that you're choosing. How do you feel like what you went through impacted your life in a way where now you want to turn it into something positive yeah so like like I said when I was little I didn't know anything about mental health but like after my mom passed away I just um and then me going through my own like shit um it just made me really curious as to like why I had certain feelings why I had certain thoughts 
like what is keeping these thoughts and feelings like so persistent why like you know like I just had like a lot of questions and I found myself going like I knew I want to be a therapist for a long time because I was just like I'm just gonna give advice to people (laughs) that's what I'm gonna do but then once I got into college and then I found um, my major which is human services I found out it's the complete opposite and they just really showed me with the concentration of mental health um, they just showed me how like to be there with people and like what it takes like to be a therapist how you have to sit with people through their pain and how like that's the most helpful and like the best gift you can give someone like not to give them advice or like resources but just like let them know like when they're in their shit just be like hey I know it feels horrible and like what you're going through like I, I like I'm not gonna relate but just know you're not alone and I'm here with you so they don't feel alone and like with the whole thing with my mom passing away and me going through my own mental illness I just I and then going through therapy I really I really just want to give back because I know that therapy helps and like it's hard like it's it's like you you go and then you feel good and then you stop and then you like you relapse and then you start again you know it's like it's something that you it's a recovery process and you're gonna and if you fail and you go back to your old patterns like that's okay like you it's just it's just gonna help you in the long run in a way because you're aware of it a little bit more now so then I don't, I don't know. I feel like I'm stumbling upon my words. So what I'm trying to say is that the reason I got into this field was because of my mom and myself and because I really, I think there needs to be more talk about mental health in our um, culture in a way because like it's a little hush-hush thing, hush-hush thing and that it's not really acknowledged and then somebody, and if you tell someone, or, well, I don't know, like, but like if you say, oh, I'm going to therapy, they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? Are you crazy? Like, why do you need therapy in a way like I feel like therapy should be normalized like anyone can go see a therapist because everybody goes through feelings of depression and sadness or like they just feel lost and they just need a little guidance or someone to be there with them you know and I just want to give back because I feel like if my mom would have gotten the help that she needed she would have still be here today and I don't think I would be here today if it hadn't been for all like my family support yes but like if I hadn't had therapy and my therapist that helped me along the way like I don't think I would be here and I just want to give back to that and be part of it too that's so inspiring and even though I didn't realize how much I needed to hear what you just said like how it's like a recovery process and like just because you go back to your old ways like it's okay you can step back and just start again like I that's something I really needed to hear because I fall into these little like we all do where we get busy and we stop doing like the things that help us and that happens to me a lot and um it's true like like therapy is you just keep going and and like sometimes you don't know where to start it's just like pick something pick the (laughs) one thing that you can think of that hurts you right now and once you're in therapy, like other things will come up that you didn't even realize, mm-hmm. um, you know, were bothering you. So yeah. I think your story is so inspiring and I am so grateful that you shared it because I know it's not easy to share this, but I also do feel like it's going to help a lot of people just to see how much you've overcome and are still overcoming. And, and like, I, I'm so proud of you. I can't wait to see you graduate and be a, you know, succeeded in your field because I know that you will be and and I'm proud of you and I love you very much oh I cried <laughs> cry baby I know I am a cry baby 
thank you i wouldn't be here without your help you know like like i've told you multiple times through tags i just have a hard time saying it in person <laughs> <laughs> it's okay I like i have I all of the text messages <laughs> and i read them sometimes when i need a good cry oh <laughs> you know i'm very good at writing my feelings but like expressing it like and saying it out loud it's like so different and like it feels like oh not awkward but it just like feels weird because like for a I long know. time I didn't want to feel anything so I was just like it's like it's so hard wanting to like because like I was I, like I described myself as being numb so it's hard from like going from that state to kind of like start feeling emotions in the same way because it's like it's scary because like, like, you like feel everything right mm -hmm, you feel everything at once you're like oh shit let me go back yeah no I get that I get that a lot all right well thank you and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode and enjoyed having fun on and i will see you guys next week don't forget to bring your cafecito bye, bye.